Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. I'm hoping you can explain the hit on metals of mining. Quick question on ticker symbol AG, first majestic. My wife has a rollover 401k from a previous employer. I was curious if this is eligible to be used to do a backdoor Roth. And provides unbiased answers. Well, that's pretty easy. Open up a Roth account, start moving the assets over there. Just know that every asset that you move over to the Roth is added to your income. Invest Talk across America and around the world. Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-CHART. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Welcome to Best Talk. It is Tuesday, December 7, 2021. And I think it's worth mentioning that today is the 80th anniversary of the Pearl Harbor attack that officially brought the United States into World War II. Many of our listeners were born long after that, but I th- it's, a, it's a very important uh, uh, day in American history. And, you know, things have changed quite a bit, obviously. Today, Japan is, a, is an, an American ally. But, of course, back in 1941, that thought would have been unimaginable. So here we are in 2021, and we're moving quickly towards the end of the year. I mean, here, you don't have, we have less than 30 days, less than a month. I hope you're taking care of your tax loss selling and understanding what your tax consequences are going to be from your trading this year. I know that we are for our clients and for ourselves, obviously. So you really have to pay attention to that. Okay. And this is the time to do it. So remember, you still have that portfolio to manage regardless of all the Christmas shopping and the holiday preparations out there. You still have to consider these things and you have time. We have time, but you have to do it. Now, if you want answers and you want help to specific anything financial, I'm here for you. That's what this show is all about. Invest Talk is about answering your questions. Any financial questions you might have, okay, we'll be happy to discuss it. And so that's why the line is open. Our lines are open right now, 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. And our mission statement is independent thinking and shared success. And that means I'm going to give you the facts. I have mentioned it many times. We're going to give you um, the facts on our market reporting, our processes, uh, the processes, I guess, and, and the education that we provide, try to give you as, as much facts as we can. And, of course, stock commentary on any stocks you ask and call about. So we'll be happy to do that. We'll just give you the facts. I'm Steve Peasley, and, of course, I encourage you to contact me right now. Your financial investment questions are always welcome. And you can shape the show. You can drive it anywhere you want long as it's financial. So give me a call, 888-99-CHART. We're live Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 Pacific time. So that means we're live right now, 888-992-4278. So let's get right to our first uh, listener question. Let's go to Jeffrey in El Paso. Hi, Steve. Uh, Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm mostly a dividend value investor, but I'm trying to get out of my comfort zone and uh, look at some technology and uh, growth stocks. 
I was wondering if DocuSign took her Delta Oscar Charlie uniform was a good tech or growth stock, and also, like, in general, how do you look at sort of tech and growth stocks? Thank you. Yes, this is a good uh, growth stock. DocuSign is a very good growth stock, provides e-signature solutions that enables businesses to digitally prepare, execute, and act on agreements. I use DocuSign quite a bit. I like it a lot. And it's growing its earnings and its sales very fast. And this is a perfect example of what happens to a growth stock when all of a sudden investors and traders feel that the growth might get interrupted. And I don't think it's going to be interrupted by, you know, DocuSign's growth is going to be interrupted. I don't think it will. But the investors did, and they, what, made this stock fall sharply from, what, uh, 314 to 138? Just recently, just recently, it was like 235 down to 138. I mean, that's how fast, percent-wise, these things can fall. Meanwhile, they're going to grow 42% in sales next quarter, this most recent quarter. They grew 50% in the quarter before that, 50%. So they've been growing between 40 and 50% for two years, per quarter. Earnings are going to be $1.96 this year after being $0.90 cents last year. Next year is $2.25 per share. But the P.E. ratio, think about it. It's $138 per share, going to make $2.25. Okay, so think about how how high that is as a P.E. ratio. Okay, so return equity is very good. Everything else, this company is really good, but these are the growth stocks will get crushed get crushed. This one has when there's fear that growth won't be as, as good as it, as, as it should be. And I think this is what you're seeing on a lot of these growth stocks. Okay, now, is this worth to buy now? Should you be buying it now? Because it has great numbers. And I'm going to say, I think you need to wait a little while. I think you need to wait a little while to see if it settles down. Because there is no support where it stopped falling. There's no real support in this area where it is. So I, I, I'm thinking it might get down to 100 maybe $90 a share, somewhere around there. So I, I'd be patient. I'd be patient. Jeffrey, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. My focus point today is based on the story behind the question, should the Fed hike interest rates immediately to cut stagflation risks? Stagflation. Most people listening to this ratio probably has never lived through stagflation. I have when I was very young and I just out of college. Stagflation. Now, are we going to have stagflation? Well, that's what we're going to discuss. There's some someone who's very smart thinks it might. Think we just might. Okay. Um, I also want to talk about what uh, unit labor costs. Part of inflation scenario. We'll talk about that. Things to watch for in 2021. These are potential surprises that I'm going to talk about. And finally, should you have a 15-year mortgage or a 30-year mortgage? What are the advantages and disadvantages of a 15-year mortgage? So that's what we're going to talk about today. The market did very well. The Dow was up 192 points. The NASDAQ up 462 points, and the, and the SP up 95. Let me give that in percentages. So the Dow was up 1.4%. The NASDAQ was up 
The Nasdaq was up 3%, and the S&P 500 was up 2%. That is a major turnaround today. Major turnaround. We'll see if that has legs. I think it might, because we're getting into Christmas, and we might get a Christmas rally out of this. It's possible. So we're heading into a quick break, but my phone lines are open. And I'm ready to answer any of your financial questions. 888-99-CHART. No two investors have an identical portfolio. So each investor will have different questions. I guess I'm wondering how I should kind of diversify. If the questions specific to your portfolio aren't being asked, your situation is not addressed. And I wanted your thoughts on the cannabis market. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein take Invest Talk listener questions each weekday during the program live stream in the 4 to 5 p.m. hour Pacific time. The Invest Talk Voice Bank never closes, so your questions are always welcome. As a newer investor, my question concerns positions. You have the right to remain silent, but why would you when anything you ask will be used to help you create your financial freedom? I think it'll probably go higher. And so I would keep a tight stop on it. So don't forget to call Invest Talk 888-99-CHART. Each day, Invest Talk listeners submit their finance and investment questions via phone or email. Would you like your question to be put near the top of the list? Just take a minute or two to leave a review and rating for Invest Talk at iTunes. And be sure to include a brief question with your iTunes review comments. Hi, this is Daniel from Houston calling. I'm looking at the ticker symbol APPS Digital Turbine. And I wanted your thoughts on an entry point for this stock. Thanks in advance. Okay, this is another high growth stock. Uh, sales grew 388, 338% last quarter, 260% the quarter before the 142. So their growth has been accelerating. Digital Turbine Inc. develops mobile software that enables mobile content distribution and transactions. $5.3 billion company. They're going to make $1.62 this year. They made $0.74 cents last year. Next year, they're going to make $2.16. So a very high-growth stock. Uh, $55 price. So that gives you about a what? Not too bad of a price, about 25, 28 PE ratio, somewhere in that range. Um, and uh, return equity is very high at 64. So notice this one did not get as crushed as DocuSign. Why? Because it's not nearly as extended beyond its a normal price earnings ratio. It's you know it's not that extended based on its growth. So this is a much better value. It's not a value play. It's just much better value than DocuSign is from that point of view, from a sales growth point of view. Now, um, so. I, I like this better as a choice, but it is a growth stock, and if there's any, you know, the same problems affect it as all growth stocks. They can get hit really fast and really painful in a very short period of time, but they also grow very, very fast. They go up very fast. I mean, this one two years ago was selling for like two bucks. Okay, now I heard it's 55. So you see how fast they, they can really take off. 
So I do like a value prospect. I'd have to look more into what it actually does and make sure that it has, see what their competition has, see what kind of uh, stay in power they have as far as their growth rate, that kind of thing. But it looks better and less and much, uh, much more value oriented than the other one. My focus point today, based on the story, uh, should the Fed hike interest rates immediately to cut stagflation risks? Okay, this is a, this is a uh, from a for, formal, a former uh, Fed uh, president, Stephen Roach. Okay, and he's he's been around a long, long, long time. So it goes way back many years when he was. Uh, he feels that. The Federal Reserve has made a tremendous is making a tremendous mistake. They should not. He thinks they should not mess around with partial tightening with the slowly buying bonds and forget about that. Buy uh, don't buy the bonds. As a matter of fact, keep that balance sheet of the Fed as high as it is, but raise rates instead. That's what he's suggesting. Okay, he thinks the balance sheet is just fine, even though it's high, but it's the rates that he needs to raise to kill inflation because he thinks inflation is here to stay. And that the demand far outstrips the supply of goods and services, and that is going to make deflation continue to be high. So he thinks the economy's got to be slowed. That's what he's saying. We need to slow. He doesn't say that in his article, but that's really what he's saying. Because the Federal Reserve hikes rate, that tends to squeeze the economy. That slows it down. He thinks it's too hot. That's why we have inflation, and it's going to stay with us unless we do slow it down. And he thinks the Fed is already behind times. Remember, the Fed is—they want their the goal is to allegedly to have full employment and steady economic growth. That's their that's their goal, right? And to do that without inflation without a lot of inflation anyways. Sometimes that's diametrically opposed to each other, trying to not have inflation and have an economy grow. But, you know, that, that who, says, who, who says their job was easy? It's not. So anyways, he feels that their focus is totally wrong. He thinks inflation is the problem. That's what they should really be addressing. Okay, not a balance sheet that's overburdened at this point. Anyways, there's nothing wrong with that opinion. I mean, I think he's got a point. I think you heard me and Justin, we both agree that inflation has really taken off, but we also think it's peaked and it will slowly go down next year, but still at a very elevated rate. In other words, high. It's not going to go back to 2 and 3%. It's going to stay 4 and 5%, somewhere in that range, okay, which is much higher than it was before. Anyways, so that's what this guy, ex-Federal Reserve President, thinks. Doesn't mean he's right, just that I like to read all kinds of opinions. And I really think you should, too. I really do. Okay, you know, the newsletter comes out every fr- every Saturday. I keep saying Friday because for 20 years I've been producing and it comes out Friday. But it comes out every Saturday the premium KPP premium newsletter, and that will help you with the stuff like this that we're talking about, the this ex-federal president, about what inflation is going to do and what we should do. it Because I always talk about those kinds of things that affect the economy and the market. So if you're interested, you can subscribe. 
We're headed into a break, but my phone lines are open and I am ready to answer your questions. This is Invest Talk 888 99 Chart. And the issue here is that the prices just run away from the fundamentals. Got a question for Steve or Justin? You're the best person to ask it. 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, the radio program and podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom. You may be a regular listener. You may even have called a few times. But if you've never called, what are you waiting for? The phone lines are open, and Steve and Justin would love to hear your questions right now. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART. Give me a call. Love to talk to you. Okay, we have, as you know, you know, our podcast, we love for you to rate our podcast on iTunes. And when you do, and you have a question, we'll try to get to it immediately. Okay, so here's one that came in from the Puma 51. I was wondering what your thoughts are about the holdings VB and VO. Those are two ETFs. For a long-term, say, 5 to 10 years. I'm 26 and want to diversify. I already have a pretty good big position, SPY, which is the S&P 500. Thanks for the advice and love the show. Been listening since June 2020, and you've helped me immensely. I appreciate that. Thank you. Okay, VB is Vanguard Small Cap. VO is Vanguard Midcap. Vanguard is a very low-cost mutual fund uh, family, and their ETS are low-cost. And I have absolutely no problem with you being in the small and mid-cap area in addition to large-cap. But I would suggest that maybe not these two, VB and VO, because one's small-cap and one's mid-cap, but they're not value-oriented. I think you need to be in the value side of the market right now for the next year or two. Growth is great. Nothing wrong with growth. So there'll be growth in these. But I think, you know, we're having a, a change. If you notice, you know, in this most recent turmoil we've had, the small cap growth stocks fell 12.5%. A pretty darn, and the rest of the market, only, you know, 3, 4, 5%. So that's how small caps get beat up heavily in a, a downward stroke. And I'm not predicting we're having a downward stroke. Matter of fact, I think we might have a Christmas rally, but I think you'll be better served to be in the value side. So find small cap value, small uh, mid cap value funds, and, the, and Vanguard does have them. I just don't know the symbols, right? Okay, appreciate the call. Thank you. Wayne from Long Island. My question is about yield on cost, and if you consider it when deciding on selling a position. For example, I purchased 100 shares of Morgan Stanley at a that's MS symbol at a price of 39.64 with a dividend of 35 cents per quarter, which equates to 3.5 percent. The dividend now is 70 cents, which equates to a 7 percent dividend yield. So my current yield on cost is over 7 percent. I would exit the position. But my yield on cost is great. Do you ever consider that when selling a position? And the answer is yes. Yes. Because, you know, if you can, let's say that, let's say the stock goes nowhere, just flat for one year, you're going to get 7% on your money. Where else are you going to get 7% on your money? You know, and, and, you know, I will tell you this S&P 500 long term only grows 8, 9%. 
maybe 10, and you're going to get 7% in dividends if they maintain that dividend, which they probably will because it's Goldman Sachs. So, yeah, you got to consider that. You really do have to consider that, you know, in, in selling, getting out of position. Because let's say the stock went up, which it did, and now you've got a capital gains tax if it's in a taxable account that you have to consider too. Paying that capital gains tax, that reduces your return. So just consider that. Okay, so yes, the answer is yes. Let's squeeze in another question from a caller. Hello, I have a question about Healthcare Services Group, and the ticker is HCSG. It looks like it's the lowest price it's been in maybe nine or ten years, even lower than last year when the coronavirus had everybody scared completely. So I was wondering if it's a good time to buy, and do you think it's a good stock overall? Thank you. Goodbye. Okay, good question. Just because the stock goes down and it's very low compared to what it used to be, that's investing in the rear view mirror. You never invest in a rear view mirror. Never invest looking back. Look forward. Looking forward. What's its earnings going to be? What's its sales growth going to be? And so you're talking about healthcare services group provides housekeeping, laundry, maintenance services to 3,000 long-term care facilities in 48 states. And I, I, I kind of like that area. There's nothing, nothing wrong with it. It's a $1.2 billion company. The problems are... For the last two years, every quarter, sales have been shrinking between 4 and 12% per quarter. So sales are shrinking. Earnings, $1.32 per share in 2020, $0.79 cents per share in 2021, that then estimated 86% per share next year. And it's a $17 stock. It's not expensive, but it deserves not to be expensive because of sales growth. And earnings are not that great. There's where you, see that's why you have to compare. It does have a very nice dividend, four point nine percent. Should be able to maintain that, maintain that without too much difficulty. But the stock has been falling pretty hard. I think you need to wait before it stop falling because there is no resistance, no support, I should say, at this price. It's broken all support. The support was at twenty bucks, and it just broke down. So now, you know, it's at sixteen ninety eight. I think you got to wait and find support. Okay? For new investors, it can feel pointless investing a small amount of money, but even teeny moves can lead to growth. We can see this in the data. So as we go to break, here's my trivia question. Over the past 30 years, what do you suppose was the average yearly return of the S&P 500 and... How much of uh, do you think of the S&P 500 index dropped over two months at the start of COVID-19 pandemic? So after the break, I will supply the answer. But for now, my phone lines are open, and I encourage you to give me a call, 888-99-CHART. Got a question for Steve or Justin? Just kind of wondering if this stock is a value trap. Now is a good time to call Invest Talk. 888-99-CHART. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. 
Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with Audio Companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. No two portfolios are alike, and every investor has a unique set of circumstances. So don't forget to call InvestTalk. 888-99-CHART. Okay, before the break, I gave you my trivia question. Over the past 30 years, what do you suppose was the average yearly return of the S&P 500? And how much do you think the S&P 500 index dropped over the two-month period at the start of the COVID pandemic? Now, you shouldn't shy away from investing. Even if you have a small amount of money, doesn't matter. Why shouldn't you? Well, the more time and the more money you have, the market, the more likely you're going to grow your investment over time. So, for instance, the average yearly return of the S&P 500 over the last 30 years has been 10.7%. Now, it's been less than that in recent times, maybe the last 10 to 15 years, but it's still very good. But even had it been a conservative return of 8%, you would have... a amassed over $146,000 if you had invested $100 a month over those 30 years. Now, you can't tell me you don't have $100 a month. Most people do. The impressive part is that your total contributions would have been about $36,000 over those 30 years. So all that was, all that growth to get to 146 was growth from the investment. The S&P 500 index, a key benchmark for Wall Street, took a beating from the economic fallout of the COVID-19 pandemic. From January 1st, 2020 to March 23rd, the S&P 500 index dropped 33% in value. And if you were a if you were a, a a shaman and knew that and invested at the bottom of 33%, you know how much money you would have made just from that time to this time? So buy when the market goes down heavily. You buy. You don't run from it. You run to it. 
I mean, since then, that 33% drop, the market's up 110%. So this is my biggest beef with people is when the market crashes, they get scared and want out. When just the opposite should happen. Just the opposite. So it's important to remember that. Market goes up and down in two directions. Don't panic out. If you just stay with the market, you'll be fine. Just stay. You'll get 10% a year. That's all. Let's go to Jordan, Dana Point. Jordan. Hi, how are you? Good. I'm in San Juan Capistrano, uh, right up the street from me. Oh, nice, nice. Um, yeah, I got a question about GSK. I own a little bit of it. I'm uh-huh. wondering if I should add more. Okay, this is Glasgow Smith Klein. Very, very large drug company, $105 billion in size. UK-based developer of pharmaceuticals, respiratory and cardiovascular diseases, viruses, and vaccine. Okay, they're going to make 294 this year after making 317 last year and 328 the year before, the vaccine, you know, the vaccine years and stuff. But next year, they're going to make 314 again. So it's a $42 stock, so it's pretty inexpensive. It's not that expensive based on $3.14 a share next year. It pays a 5.1% dividend. And you have to buy that this without thinking it's not a growth stock, Jordan. It's a value company. That means it will not grow very fast. Even though it's grown 19%, 10% in the recent two quarters, normally it go, grows a few percentage points a year, but not a lot. Return equity is very good. So, yeah, you, you can buy this if you're in your head you have – I'm going to get 5.1% dividend yield. I like that. Now, I will say this. It would be a much better buy in the high 30s than the low 40s. Okay? But, you know, that's how you have to think about it. You can't think about it as, it's oh, it's going to go up to $100 a share. It's not. Okay? Appreciate the call. Thank you, Jordan. 888-99-CHART. Okay. Uh, unit labor costs jumped on a revision. For the third quarter, okay, it jumped. Okay, what what was it before the jump? Well, it was first reported at 8.3% gain and unit labor costs for the quarter. 8.3% is a lot. Well, then they revised it to 9.6. That's a unit labor cost for third quarter. That's very high. Now, that reflects a 3.9% income, hourly income uh, increase compensation and a 5.2% decrease in productivity. Now that decrease in productivity worries me. I mean that goes directly to you know the standard of living. You know, if you, I, I, we need to turn that around. That's not a good number. Decreasing in productivity. Our productivity should be increasing. What is the cause of the decrease? That worries me. Anyways, I thought that's something I should bring to your attention. Keep an eye on your uh, productivity quarter-to-quarter basis. I mean, salaries was up 3.9% for one quarter, which, you know, we multiply it times four, and that's a lot. But, but you know, that productivity number needs to turn around as well. If you turned around the productivity number, inflation, this 9.6% cost of labor would go up much higher. Anyway. 
888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Let's grab another caller question. Hi, Steve or Justin. This is Blake from Phoenix. This is the first time I've called, and I've been listening to the show for about two years or so, and y'all do a great job. Thank you. The ticker symbol P. It's been going down a while lately, and I think it's just reaching its new price after getting rid of DirecTV. Maybe, but I wanted to see when a good time would be to buy or whether to buy it or not. Thank you. Okay. Uh, AT&T, uh, you buy this for the dividend, and the dividend is published at 9%, but that's not going to be the dividend because that's based on when it had Time Warner as as part of its company. Now that it's not, that was a big chunk, I think the dividend's currently going to go down to 4 or 5%, which is still a very good dividend. But because of that, the stock has taken a really good beating. I like long-term, I like the AT&T, you just got to buy it right. So it's a $23 stock. It's going to make $3.16 next year. That means the P.E. is what? Uh, eight, a little less than eight. And what's the five-year range? Seven to 15. It's never high because you don't buy this for the growth. They'll never have lots of growth. They won't. But they have great cash flow, not too much debt, uh, uh, and they pay a pretty darn decent dividend. So it's a matter of buying it cheap enough. Is it cheap enough? Looks like it might have found support just above $22, $22.50 or so. And I would see, wait for a week or two to see if it stays in that area. Then it might be a good time to pick it up. I do like AT&T, and we do own AT&T and some of our managed accounts. And we're thinking about tax loss selling on AT&T and maybe rolling into the other big telephone company. Hey, that's all I can say because I can't recommend things, you know, on the air. Can't. 888-99-CHART. Let's talk to Jerry in Seattle. How you doing, Jerry? Hey, good. I uh, love the show, and I listen on the podcast well, and appreciate your insight. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, uh, had a ticker symbol for you. It's I is in Indiana, A is in Apple, I is in Indiana. Uh, I have... In my small trading portfolio, not my 401k or any of that, but uh, I have about two or three percent, and uh, was thinking about adding maybe one or two percent more. I've been happy with it, and just kind of what what you think about it, or have you heard about it, or any insight you can give. Sure, uh, I appreciate uh, you taking the time. Sure, IAI. It's an iShare. Uh, it is. An ETF seeking performance corresponding to the Dow Jones U.S. Select Investment Services Index. So it's in the services area, okay? Uh, and they, uh, they also show it as a subcategory in the finance area. <coughs> Excuse me. It is an ETF. Pays a dividend 1%. Um, do, so really what you look at is what do I think of this iShares broker, dealer, iShares financial ETF. What do I think of the financial sector at this point? I, I'm not keen on it right now. I wouldn't add to it. Why? Because the yield spread between the two and the 10 year has flattened. And when that flattens, it sends, it tends not to be supportive of the financial industry. It's done very well. But remember, we don't invest in the rear view mirror. We invest in the windshield. It's only flattened in recent month or two. So that's a, Fairly 
fairly new phenomenon. And if you look at the financials, broadly speaking, you'll notice in that month or two, they haven't done too well because the yield spread. I think that's what the cause anyways. So um, I like it, but I don't know if I, I would not add to it. And it wouldn't be something that I would own at this point. Okay. Good call, though. Thank you. Appreciate that. Okay, um, as you know, I take a minute or two on the show to talk about KPP Financial, our firm. Steve, I'm Steve Peasley, of course, and I and Justin Klein, we own the firm. Uh, we're in Orange County, California, um, which is between L.A. and San Diego County. Uh, and we practice certain things, certain philosophy that we think really is beneficial for our clients. One of us, one of them is uh, what we call parallel investing. That means we buy and sell the th- same things for ourselves as we do for our clients. And you know our philosophy, independent thinking and shared success. So we really do practice that parallel investing. And we get audited by the SEC and the various states, at such, and we do. They, ha- they make sure we do. So... <laughs> I encourage you, if you want us to take a look at your portfolio, we do a free portfolio review and assessment. Be happy to do that. Just send us a message through our investtalk.com. Send us an email or any way you can. Get a hold of us. It's pretty easy. Or you can call our office if you want, everybody in California. And after speaking to uh, one of us for about 10 minutes, I think you'll see that we can make a difference for you. And there's no obligation, even if you don't want us to manage your funds. That's okay. We'll, do, we'll just take a look at what you have and compare it with the risk that you want to take. And, yeah, there's a little process, but it's pretty easy and simple. And there's no pressure on our end. So give us a shot if you like, if you want us to take a look. Okay? We want to help you. We really do. We, we don't. We want to. <laughs> and that's really a sincere thought. So next up, we'll go back to the Invest Talk Voice Bank. Remember, the phone lines are never closed. 99 chart. Our Invest Talk mission is to help you make better investing decisions. To do that on your own, thumbs up or thumbs down choices based on good, solid investing principles. But we need your questions to keep us on track. 888-99-CHART or click on Contact Steve or Contact Justin on investtalk.com. Hi, this is Matt in Miami. I'm just calling to check, take a look at LUV, Southwest Airlines. Been looking into their foundations as a company and really they've had a historic EPS. And dividends have been consistently rising besides, like, obviously coronavirus in this past year. But it's trading around 45, and it looks like it's got some support at 47-ish in the past six months. But I'm looking at the next year. It's probably going to be an EPS that are expected around two. And historically, like I said before, that was around five. So looking at maybe a P of 10. So just curious on your thoughts on this. Please let me know. Thank you very much, and have a good day. I'm not very keen on airline stocks. There's just too many issues for me. They have lots of unions. They, they're relying on the price of oil a lot. And then once the airplane leaves the ground, the seat and the seat is not filled, that inventory, that value that they have because they had so many seats to fill is worthless. I don't like that kind of model. It bothers me. Having said that, of course, the airlines had a terrible 2020 Southwest lost $6.22. 2021, they're going to lose $2.69. And then they're going to make $2.18 next year. It's a $45 stock. And what did they do before COVID? What was their stock price range? 
usually between $45 and $60. So they have $45 now. So there's not that much of an upside to me. And they're not paying a dividend at this point. They probably will restart it. Uh, just, I, 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 frankly, I, I'm going to stay away from airlines. I just stay away from this point. But remember, I don't like them anyways. But I would stay away from them. Okay, uh, talking point. Okay, things to watch out for in 2022. Those that have a potential surprise. Okay, for instance, shortages we've been having may turn into surplus for retailers next year because they're ordering early and increasing their inventory because they they want to be prepared. They don't want to go through this again. The bear market finally might arrive, Fed likely to start tightening more, and corporate profits will be high, but they might disappoint because they might the expectation might be too high. See, it's not necessarily that you know, corporate earnings are fall. It's just that you can have a bear market because they don't come in as expected. That's possible. And finally, China's overreach. You know, China overreach might cause more problems. Remember, we have delisting going on in some of those Chinese stocks. Now, China wants to build a, uh, do you know they want to build a base on the Atlantic? A military base? And somewhere? So, uh, their economy may be may crash because they have debt problems, they have overbuilding problems, they have very tight constraints on businesses, and that finally may tip them over. You just, I, I, you know, I had the same conversation, same issue with Japan many, many decades ago, back in the 1980s, that they were overbuilding, overextending themselves everywhere around the world. Everybody thought they'd be taken over, and boom crashed and they still are recovering yeah. this is best talk i'm steve peasley we have one goal here to help you achieve financial freedom that's our goal so give me a call we take on questions now 888-99-CHART and i've got a question about warrant shares i think that's the right term got a question for steve or justin 888-99-CHART Your objective is to work hard, plan well, and achieve financial freedom, right? You're in luck because Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your finance and investment questions. Call 888-99-CHART. Hello, Steve and Justin. This is Jay in Petaluma, California. My question is about Toast, T-O-S-T. They are a point-of-sale system in the restaurant industry. Um, They have mobile payment systems as well as kiosks. It kind of reminds me of the Square restaurant industry. I really like the product. I've used it in the restaurant industry, and I also notice them popping up a lot more often. It makes it super easy to check out at your table without having the waiter waitress have to go and get the receipt and bring it back to you. Um, I see a big future for them, but they IPO'd recently, I think September, and it has gone from over $60 to in the $30 and really tanked recently. So I just wanted your opinion. I don't know what the fundamentals are or anything about that, but it's a technology that I see it popping up more in the future. So thank you. Bye. 
Toast provides technology restaurant management platform hardware and software solutions for a restaurant sector. It did come out IPO in September. Remember, IPOs uh, within the first six months are very dangerous, very volatile, often very volatile. And most of the time, they will be selling below the IPO price after six months. I know you've heard a lot of IPOs take off after their IPO price, but that's not necessarily the norm. It's not the norm. Uh, they don't make money. have never made money. Not going to make money this year. Not going to make money next year. They're going to lose 50 cents a share next year after losing a $1.49 share this year. Sales growth, the most recent quarter, 105%. The quarter before that was 193 Before that was 40 Before that was 19 So it's accelerating in its growth of sales, which is good. Uh, the reason why it's crashed recently, because it came out with earnings November 10th, I think it was, and they were the uh, sales, uh, not earning sales, and they were disappointing, less than they expected, less than the market, the Wall Street expected. So, yeah, they have a great product, but I haven't seen it, but I don't disbelieve you, but they don't have the numbers to support a $39 stock. Now, if they keep up the sales growth, I suppose, but they were a little disappointed. Remember, it went from 193 in the June quarter to 193% growth in sales to 105% growth. So is that going to turn around and start accelerating again? Then the price will go up. Okay, thanks for the call. appreciate that. Uh, should you have a 15- or 30-year mortgage? What's the uh, pluses and minuses for having a 15 your mortgages are poor, 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 pros and cons. What are they? Well, the con, the pro is you'll pay much less interest over the thirty over the fifteen years than you would in thirty years. Okay, that's that's a plus. That's a big plus. You'll also probably have a lower rate. That's a plus, but your monthly payment will be higher. That's a con. Uh. You'll build equity into your property. You'll build value into it much faster in a 15-year. But it all comes down to can you afford the monthly payment and will you qualify for that loan because you have to have enough earnings. Now, disadvantage, high monthly payment. That's the big thing. And less affordability because you probably can't afford a bigger house. You're going to have to buy a smaller house because you can't qualify for the higher monthly payment, so less affordability. Less money that you can now take and save and invest somewhere else, right? Because you're putting all your money into the house. Now, I kind of like this idea, personally. You take the, you get a 30-year mortgage and you pay extra every month, so it's paid off if you can in 10 or 15 years. That way you have the flexibility of paying more every month if you want to or go back to the 30-year amount, 30-year fixed amount that you have to pay. And you can put money in your IRA or your 401k for a while. Then you can increase your payment for the mortgage when you can afford it. I like that idea. I like the flexibility that that idea gives people. Okay? Just my personal belief. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another InvestTalk program. Justin Klein, I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about us. It's a free podcast. Download it for free. So you can get your down, 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 
uh, download for free from iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Please be sure to review and rate us at iTunes. We would appreciate that. Your positive rating issues uh, uh, raises our profile okay, and helps us get spread the word about the show. So we thank you. And remember, you can ask a question. We'll answer right away. Independent thinking shares success. This is the best talk. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Or enjoy your evening, I should say. Good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART. 